Hashtag SFMBTH. Hi. Next president, I want to be it's you, my son. You are a young guy, and you can also run this country as well. Oh. Okay, bye. I think being a president comes a lot <laughs> with a lot of pressure. It is, um, yeah, I don't know if I'd be able to do that. Uh, yeah, you must be cut from a certain cloth to become a president of a country, especially considering all the crisis that you're facing in a country as well. And also, um, all of the Batini, all of the vested interests that people have and the competing interests that there are as well, and everyone looking to the president, because you said you want to lead the country, Therefore, lead the country. I want this. I want that. I want this. I want this. Yeah. Um, and having to balance all of those interests as well. 0614-104107. can drop me an X at Aldrin St. Pierre. And our studio line is 86 Hashtag SAFMBTH. It is 10 minutes before 5 o'clock. We're in conversation next uh, with uh, Holly Ray, South Africa's award-winning artist, who's going to share with us insights into the number of difficulties that individuals with diabetes experience as part of uh, her diabetic journey. This as we raise awareness about diabetes, its prevention and management, as today marks World Diabetes Day. Holly Ray now joining us on the line. Good afternoon, and how are you doing? I'm well, thanks. How are you? I'm well, I'm well, I'm well. Thank you so much for making time for us. Thanks for having me. I have to say, um, the level of vulnerability that is required to actually share your story or any story that relates to your health, um, I think it is it is commendable. Um, and I don't know how you actually got to that space where you feel comfortable to share um, and speak about your journey. And considering that you were diagnosed when you were 11 years old, Yes, correct. Mm. Speak to us about Look, that. I mean, How did you get to that point? Yeah, it's hard. I mean, when I was a kid, I didn't even want to tell people I had diabetes. I didn't even want to do my injections in front of other people. I would hide it. And sometimes I would, you know, my sugar would go high because I was too scared to do my insulin in front of people. Um, so it's definitely been a, a long journey of sort of self-discovery um, and coming to terms with the fact that I'm a diabetic and it's, never going to go away you know I think once you come to that realization it becomes easier to talk about but it, it sort of started actually during lockdown when there was this whole frenzy around you know diabetes and um, COVID and you know diabetics are going to die and there was all these this like misinformation being spread um, and I kind of realized that I needed to use my platform to talk to people and open the dialogue about what diabetes actually is, um, what it entails, who it affects, how it affects you, um, and the benefits of living a healthy life as a diabetic. Um, Because, I mean, I also wish I had someone like that to look up to when I was young and and diabetic. Um, So that's been kind of the inspiration or the driving force behind opening up and, and becoming a sort of diabetes activist. And and as a child, as you said, um, the difficulty around that as well, and um, you don't want to see people or you don't want people to see taking your insulin. Can you remember mm. the first time that you actually did it in a public space, perhaps where there were strangers around, if possible? Oh, I can't even remember. I mean, I always used to, I would take my handbag and go to the bathroom to mm. do my insulin. Now I just do it when in the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> um, because if people are uncomfortable, it's their problem, not mine, you know. Um, mm. But I can't remember the exact time. It, uh, but I can't say it took me a long, long time to get comfortable with my diabetes. Yeah. Um, so maybe when I was, 
past my teens even, maybe like 19, 20, did I only get really comfortable with it. In, in, around your 20s. Would, yeah. And would you have started your music career by then? Yes. So I started yeah. my music career when I was 14. Yeah. Okay, so now you are 20. Um, you are a performing artist. People know you. Was there anything that said to you perhaps not? In terms of music? Yeah. All the time. I mean, even now, about two years ago, my doctor sat me down and said, well, just actually before COVID, so three years ago now, mm. um, and he said, either you change your lifestyle and you you make diabetes fit into your lifestyle properly or you give up your lifestyle to manage your diabetes. Um, so I had to make quite a big shift and quite a big change in my team and the way that we, we did things. Um, I now have a doctor on call 24-7, um, he will travel with me sometimes if I'm not well, or um, he'll just be like on call for me whenever I need him. Um, my team has all gone through diabetes education so that they can, you know, support me the best that they can. And then I'm also on a constant glucose monitor, which is connected to my phone. Yeah. Um, and the entire team can connect to it as well. Yeah. How, how does it affect you, though? It affects me a lot. I mean, I get when I'm on stage, I get a huge adrenaline rush, um, which often means a spike in glucose. Yeah. Um, so I've, I mean, by this point, I've learned how to manage that. I take a bit of insulin before I go onto stage. Um, there's sometimes times when I come off stage and my sugar is really low, and I need to get um, sugar quite quickly. But having a team that understands all the sort of complications that can happen and what to do in those situations really helps because it's. It's ignorance that's really dangerous to a diabetic because you have to act fast in situations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because sometimes you know um, what happens with uh, with live performances and a live program. Um, things tend to move around a lot. Um, mm. Do you think that you're going to be performing at, let's say, for instance, at eleven o'clock, and geez, they're not running according to schedule, and things are changing, yeah. uh, are changing around, and the impact that had, that has then on you, considering that you have a schedule when it comes to um, when you take your medication and insulin and so yeah. forth. Mm. Yeah, it's very difficult, and I mean, as soon as you become diabetic, the first thing they tell you is like you have to have a really regular schedule. You need to eat at the same time, take your medication at the same time. And I mean, I'm traveling all the time. I'm sometimes in a different city every night of the weekend. Um, so I have a very irregular schedule. Um, and like you said, events and stuff like that are very irregular. Mm. So, but I have found ways to manage it. I carry a cooler box everywhere with snacks. Um, so I'm prepared for sort of every situation that could happen. Um, and I, I'm kind of over-prepared sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, which is a good thing, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, ever had an incident where um, it almost felt like um, this is a death scare that you're dealing with here? Yeah, I mean, about a month ago, maybe a little bit more, I was performing in Bloemfontein. Um, the performance went really well. I went to the hotel room, went to sleep, and I woke up in the morning, went to a radio interview, and then after the radio interview, I just felt so awful because um, then I had had all this activity and sometimes with diabetes it catches up to you a little bit later um, so you might have carbs and everything in your system when you're performing and afterwards and, and that's keeping you going but then um, it can even be like 12 hours later all that activity can catch up and you can actually have a sugar low and I ended up fainting mm. um, in Bloemfontein and um, my team 
luckily they, they knew what to do, but it was very scary for them. It was very scary for me because um, I, I was unable to speak to anyone and tell them like what was going on or how I was feeling. Um, and yeah, I think I was like, oh my gosh, this is this is it. Yeah. Um, but they they rushed me to an emergency room in Bloom, and um, yeah, we managed to take care of the situation. But I, so I was very lucky. And that is speaking now about the physical and the physical health. What about the yeah. the mental health? Actually, I was in in Zambia um, last week and I met um, mental health activist. And the person was actually saying that he doesn't refer to it as mental health anymore, but he refers to it mm. as mental fitness. So when it yeah. comes to your mental fitness, um, knowing very well that you have a type one diabetes and having this journey that you go through and constantly being in spaces where you are with strangers as well. How do you deal mm. with that from a mental perspective to make sure that uh, Holly Ray is still Holly Ray, um, but you're also able to exude um, the positivity and the confidence that is required? Yeah, I mean, it's very hard. I'm very open about struggling with depression. And, you know, diabetics are 70% more likely to suffer from depression and anxiety. Um than other people so it is a very big risk factor in diabetes in diabetics um also on a clinical level um diabetes or the a lack of sugar prevents the production of serotonin which is your happy happy hormone um so on a physiological level um diabetics are also more at risk of, of suffering from depression because we have less serotonin in our bodies um so it is very difficult and there's days I was speaking to someone yesterday where you, you have what we call diabetic fatigue, where you're just over it. You just want to have a holiday from your diabetes and you can't because it's constant. It's every single day, every single hour. Um, and it's something I think I, along with many diabetics, suffer from. It's just depression around our illness because it's never going to go away. It doesn't get better. Um, it doesn't improve. It's constant. You're living with it 24-7. Um, and it is very difficult, but I think having activities that make you feel good and people around you um, that lift you up and make you feel good is really important. And also feeling like you can talk to people um, and reach out for help, I think, is the most important part of, of having any sort of mental um, unfitness, let me say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I'm happy that you're mentally fit as well. So thank you so much. And thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Thank you. <laughs> That's Holly Ray, South Africa, as award-winning artist and also a type 1 um, diabetes patient. As you just heard there, speaking about her journey, perhaps you are also a diabetic and you'd like to share your experience with diabetes or know somebody who is diabetic and like to share their experience uh, with us as well. Which, well